four, four, and one heading in, 10, nine, and two heading out. The month of November saw the Wilds go 500 with some bright spots, but also continued areas for improvement. We take a look at the month of November by the numbers today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Locked on Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms for absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we take a look at the month of November by the numbers. We'll talk about the Wild's goals scored and not scored. We'll take a look at the games and we'll take a look at the player performances that stood out from the month of November as well. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider and host of Locked on Wild. want to remind everybody right off the bat to join us for tonight's live pregame show ahead of the game against the Edmonton Oilers. We will hop on YouTube at 6.30 tonight, so make sure to tune in. We'll go through the matchups, keys to the game. We'll talk everything about the matchup this evening, and uh, we'll get the listeners involved as well. So it should be a fun time here tonight as the Wild try to get their best foot forward here in the month of December. We will also have our typical uh, month preview episode with Zach Zeman coming next week to take a look at the rest of the month of December. So uh, you can stay tuned for that as well. The month of November saw the Minnesota Wilds go 6-5-1. And and much like the month of October, very up and down for the Minnesota Wild. So let's dive into the numbers. The Wild in the month of November, 31 goals scored, 27 goals allowed. So that equates to 2.58 goals per game, which still is uh, definitely on the low side. And uh, goals allowed is actually, you know, I would say better than could be expected, uh, 2.25. And Six of those goals came in one game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. So beyond that, you gave up 21 goals in 11 games, which is under two per game. Um, Gave up four goals a couple of times, once to the Seattle Kraken, once to the Toronto Maple Leafs. And at last check, those teams are not having any issues scoring goals. So this wild team continues to be a beat the teams they are better than. And where they struggle is the teams that are better than them. Now, there are injuries still that this team is dealing with, but we continue to see the scoring for this team be a bit of an issue. That included back-to-back shutouts to the Kraken and the Kings to start off the month of November. But the Wild closed the month uh, in the final five games of the year with 19 goals. So uh, the pace started to pick up considerably for the Wild after a slow start to the month. Goals started to become a little bit more frequent there over the final five games, including that 6-1 to romp 
of the Winnipeg Jets. So, which by the way, Winnipeg Jets just trounced the Colorado Avalanche. So, weird year in the uh, NHL so far. And you could also argue that the Minnesota Wild should have had a few more goals in the game against the Toronto Maple Leafs because Matt Murray just became the human earthquake and uh, knocked his own net off of its moorings three separate occasions. I don't want to go too far onto that, but um, I was going to mention it over the course of the last couple of days, and it just kept getting lost in the back of my head. Uh, It is interesting that you can have a goalie do that while not doing anything about it. And I mean, I, I don't know what uh, I know that is typically, I believe a penalty that uh, should be assessed. Now the goalie obviously isn't the one that serves the penalty. Although to be honest, that would be fantastic (laughs) if you had goalies serving penalties and then had the entire rest of the team trying to kill off a penalty with an empty net, that would be absolute chaos, but it's another show. But I just I find it interesting that on three separate instances in which the Wilds came dangerously close to scoring goals, Matt Murray decides to take matters into his own hands, or in this case, his own forearm, and to push the net off its moorings. If a Wilds goalie did that, all I'm saying is if a Wilds goalie did that, it would be a penalty a trillion times out of a trillion. But if the opponent if the opposing goalie does it, Nothing. Interesting. Well, anyway, uh, we continue to see this team doing well defensively at preventing goals. Defense and goaltending continue to be good. Um, And offense just still a work in progress, which which is to be expected with players out of the lineup, still trying to find the uh, line consistency. And I saw it in the comments. I wanted to throw it out there as well because I I tend to agree is that uh, this team just, I I think, needs to get back to healthy and go on a run. You need to have a a successful stretch. Now, it's not going to be the same way that this team did it last year where you're just scoring to beat the band and are just leaving teams in the dust. You're going to have to grind it out to do so, but it this team needs a stretch to just kind of get that confidence back. Um, they just continue to, you know, one step forward, a step and a half back, two steps forward, two and a half steps back. There just hasn't been much traction that the Wild have been able to gain so far in this season. And so if they can have a successful month, ideally the month of December, although as we'll talk about next week, daunting to say the least with the amount of road games that the wild have in December. But if they can get a month where they can just get some solid footing and can build off of that. Okay. We went nine and three or eight and four in December. Let's build off of that and just continue to stack solid months together. We haven't seen that yet. And once this team is able to do that. I think some of the confidence comes back. Players start to perform better. So we'll see if maybe it's December, but uh, if not, there are still a few months left in the season after that as well. So by the numbers team wise, uh, things looking 
pretty good from a defensive standpoint. Offense still leaving a little bit to be desired. Uh, we'll take a look at the special teams numbers by the or for the month of November as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, all the biggest stories in the wide world of sports, all in one place. Lockdown Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, absolutely free of charge. So taking a look at the numbers for the Minnesota Wild here in the month of November, we talked about uh, goals just at large for this team. Let's talk special teams by the month of November. Uh, Power play under the current pace for the team. They were at 18.2%, uh, 18.9% for the month of November, 7 for 37. The fact that uh, it, the fact that it was that low could be predicated by the fact that the Wild had an 0-4-14 stretch uh, in the middle of the month. And if you pull that back, they were 2-for-23 to uh, encompass the, uh, the month of November. So they bookended it going 1-of-4 against the Montreal Canadiens. And then they finished the month four out of their last 10. So you take out that stretch in the middle, and I think it was pretty evident what the problems were with that unit. Uh, The zone entries, uh, in particular, in a couple of those games, were not good at all. The Wild are getting stopped, even getting into the offensive zone, doing too much passing, not a lot of movement, on this power play. And so I do find it funny that it's pretty easy to point to um, the, it's pretty easy to point to the issues when this power play is not clicking because it seems like they're the same ones that pop up every time this uh, power play goes through a bit of a lull. And to be fair, there were more than a few teams who are really good on the penalty kill uh, that uh, were standing in the Wilds way as well. So if you erase some portion of that 2 for 23, if you're even slightly better than that, the uh, the average is up over 20%, and it's right on line with where they uh, have been at for most of the season. Just was an unlucky month power play-wise for this team. Penalty kill, continuing to see really good things from this unit. Um they finished the month 33 of 38 on the penalty kill. And um, this book ends as well. Uh, the Wild went two for four the first two games of the season. Then they were 16 
uh, 19 for 19 uh, in their next four games. Then gave up a power play goal in the uh, 2-1 loss to Nashville. They then went 3 for 5 against the Pittsburgh Penguins. But then after that, uh, the Wilds were 9 of 9 to close things out in the month of November. So, uh, again, looking at uh, those games in which they did give up penalty kill goals, um, they gave up opponents' power play goals. They gave up a goal on the penalty kill, whatever you want to say. It was just a matter of those instances in which you are trying to be aggressive, and sometimes it bites you. But it's a situation with the penalty kill. I think I am fine with every once in a while getting beat because you're being aggressive trying to make a play. Uh, because as we discussed you know, as a, in our look 21 games in, what's different from last year to this year, this penalty kill just continues to be so monumentally different from what we saw last season because they are being aggressive, trying to make plays as opposed to sitting back and allowing teams to dictate kind of how things go on the penalty kill. And so you're seeing this you're seeing this team get further and further into the 80% range. They're in the top 10 uh, in penalty kill in the NHL. Keep that going. Please, but also with the understanding that there are going to be some times where things just line up to the point that a team is able to exploit you being aggressive with aggression of their own. And if that ends up, if that continues to be the trend, you can't abandon it because you give up a power play goal, you know, one out of every 10 power play opportunities. You've got to just stick with what is working and continue to be aggressive on that unit to uh, try to make sure that teams don't get comfortable and get, and more importantly, get fully set up. I think that's the other big thing is that by being aggressive, you don't allow teams to get fully set to kind of run their system, get everybody in the spot that they need to be in the zone. So continue to be aggressive, continue to hammer the aggression on the special teams, and the results will continue to be good uh, as they have been here throughout uh, the course of the early part of the season. So another good month for the penalty kill. Power play went through a lull, but it looks as though over the last few games things have started to get back on track, which we like. And so uh, I think it's safe to say Special, te- uh, special teams continue to continue to be mostly good uh, here throughout the start of the season. Now, as far as individual performances for the month of November, uh, we will finish the show talking about just that because we've got to anoint the Lockdown Wild Player of November. We will have an opportunity for you to vote as to who that should be. So uh, we will take a look at the individual performances for the month of November as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just want to remind listeners once again, we are having a live pregame show for tonight's game against the Edmonton Oilers. 
Join us on YouTube. Just search Lockdown Wild and you will find us uh, as we take air at 6.30. In anticipation for tonight's game, we'll go through the lines, we'll go through the matchups, the keys, everything that you need to know about the Edmonton Oilers and the Wild's chances to upend them here this evening. So make sure to join us at 6.30 Central Time tonight on YouTube. Hope to see you there. Hope you have some fun with us uh, here on Locked on Wild. So let's talk individual player performances for the month of November. From a points perspective, and this is also funny as well, um, Kirill Kaprizov had 16 points in 12 November games, 7 goals, 9 assists. His plus-minus was even, but at the same time uh, was giving you 1.3 points per game. He had five power play goals, seven points on the power play. He had a game-winning goal, averaging over 20 minutes of time on ice per night. So Kirill Kaprizov continues to just hum along and to just be not only the straw that stirs the drink this year, but he is the drink. He's the glass. He's the he's every part of every part of the combination. But I just I, I laugh because he's got he had 17 penalty minutes in the month of November, and that's because if you recall that match penalty he got um, against the Los Angeles Kings, Drew Doughty got the best of him that night, and uh, he ended up paying the price for it. You don't usually associate Kirill Kaprizov with a lot of penalty minutes, but I was like. How did he get? Oh, yeah, it it all basically came on one play. Um, Looking at some of the other leaders, we've talked about Jewel Erickson X starting to improve his performance here uh, over the last few weeks. Uh, Finished with 10 points in November, two goals, eight assists. He was a plus three on the month and uh, also had a shorthanded goal uh, as well. So um, continuing to help this team out as one of those secondary scorers and also winning faceoffs at a 48% clip, which is not too shabby either. Uh, we've seen a little bit of a resurgence from Matt Boldy with four goals in November. He had eight points on the month. Uh, Matt Zuccarello had eight points as well, uh, two goals and six assists, four points and two goals from Mason Shaw, Freddie Goudreau, Matt Dumba, and then Kalen Addison with his first goal of the season. He had four points in the month. And then two goals for Sam Steele, Marcus Foligno, uh, three points for those two. Then Connor Dewar also with three points. Jared Spurgeon with three points. Alex Goligoski with three points. Those are some of your leaders for the month of November uh, for the Minnesota Wild. Goaltending-wise, Pretty clean despite the overall record. Philip Gustafson started five games in November. He was 3 1 and 1 with a 1.96 goals against average and a 9.33 save percentage. So, Gustafson really doing some good things in the month of November for this Minnesota Wild team. Marc Andre Fleury was not bad either. He finished 3 and 4. But he had a 2.18 goals against average and a 9.22 save percentage. I think the one, I think the the one that you look at is the game against Toronto. Uh, 
there were a few more than a few goals that Flurry probably should have had and definitely looked a little rusty against the Maple Leafs, but kept the team in it and again, not to hammer a point home, but the Wild probably should have won that game because of the fact that um, Matt Murray just played human earthquake and knocked his net off the moorings on multiple occasions. So both goalies were fine. It just, again, the offense is kind of few and far in between at this point. And so um, we'll hope that uh, we see a little better here in uh, the month of December. Now, as for players of the month, here is who is on the docket. We're going to put Kirill Kaprizov on there, of course, because uh, led the team in points. We're going to go Philip Gustafson and Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, actually, we'll go Philip Gustafson as the um, second nominee for player of the month. Then we're going to go with Matt Boldy, and uh, we're going to go with Jewel Eriksson Ek. So Kirill Kaprizov, Jewel Eriksson Ek, Matt Boldy, and Philip Gustafson. We'll put those names on Twitter. Go to Locked on Wild on Twitter. Look for that poll later today for your chance to vote. And we will then crown the player of the month for November. Um, and uh, we'll share that on social media. So that's how we can get you involved. Make sure that you uh, cast your vote. And um, we'll see how things are going for this team uh, in the month of December. Of course, one final time, we'll remind you of tonight's live pregame show before the Edmonton Oilers game, 6.30 on YouTube, so make sure to join us then. We'll take some questions. We'll look at lineups. We'll go through the matchup as well as we uh, look forward to what should be an exciting game between the Wilds and the Oilers. That is going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast. All the biggest stories, all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms at absolutely no charge. Just like Locked on Wild, so make sure you subscribe on YouTube and turn on notifications so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming videos. You can also follow us on your favorite podcast platforms. We're keeping you up to date with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.